You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode 141. And you know what? It took us a long time to get him to come on the first time. But now here he is once again, second time. We got Mr. Patrick Hendricks, the owner of Canadian Waterfowl Supplies down in Scotland, Ontario. He's come on with us tonight. So um, thanks, Pat, for joining us. All the rest of the boys are all over the place right now, like I was telling pat earlier it's like herding cats trying to get uh ryan merck and dave on the go phil's phil's at work so um phil's probably the only one that's got a a real good reason for missing out on this but pat buddy thanks so much for coming back on uh i want to pick your brain i got a lot of stuff that i want to ask you and i'm sure uh i'm sure our listeners the millions of them that uh that <laughs> every week I'm sure they've got uh, some questions that uh, they're uh, they're wondering as well. So, um, thanks again for coming on, buddy. I really appreciate. Oh, no, good to be here. Good to be here. So it'll be a one-on-one conversation this evening. Yeah, just one-on-one. Well, yeah. which which normally is always the case because I usually run my mouth a bit too much. And I noticed that you do talk a good jag. <laughs> and, then, and then the other boys are just sitting there, just you know, listening to me talk. So I I I don't blame them when they. Uh, when they got something else on the go because they usually don't get a word in anyways. Uh, so, but yeah, no, it's, it's great. This is the first time I've seen you since, um, since you and Ryan stopped by at the Toronto sportsman show. So it hasn't been that long since, uh, since we've crossed paths. So, but I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Are you hearing that? Yeah, I'm okay on, on my end. Yeah. A little, little bit of clicking, but seems to be okay. Hmm. So I, I gotta admit I'm I've I've uh invested in a in a mixer. So uh, I didn't know what this thing was uh screwing around on the internet. So anyways, microphones go plugged into it and your computer goes plugged into it and you can like like all kinds of like uh I don't know. Well, so you can make me sound like Donald Duck now. <laughs> uh well, if I can, it's not going to be anytime soon because I'm still trying to figure out all the buttons. But I can do stuff like this. Um, did you hear that? No. Oh. Oh well. Anyways, I hit I hit a laughter button, so I don't know if that's going to come through. Oh, on the on the main. Yeah. No, I didn't hear it. Huh. Anyways. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to get some new technology in to try and make my life a little bit easier, but unfortunately I'm a little bit thick and trying to uh, figure out how to use it as another thing. I usually let Dave do all this kind of stuff, but I thought I'd do it this time. So Dave's not here. <laughs> Dave's not here. <laughs> yeah. So no, that, that, uh, but it's good to have you on, Pat. Like it really is, buddy, because um, like I said, there's a pile of people that's wondering, and and here we are now. Uh spring season's on the go. Turkey is right around the corner. i I did want to ask you though, do you have anything on the go? Jesus. Is that yeah, I heard that bouncing back and forth? Hmm. Um are you uh oh I lost you. I can't hear you. What's going on? There you go. Nope. What the hell is happening? Can you hear me, Pat? Yeah, I can hear you now. Hmm. This is starting to... Uh... Okay. Um. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, with turkey season just around the corner, I'm just wondering: are, do you have any sales coming up for for turkey season? I know you normally do. 
Um, yeah, we don't have anything going right now. Uh, I would expect that within a couple of weeks, there'll be there anything that's pretty well sitting here left over. We'll end up putting up on sale to try to try to clear it out. Right. Um, but there's, uh, the, there's the odd items. I mean, with the turkey stuff, you can see if you compare this year to last year, there was no price increases with regards to anything on it. Okay. So we've kind of held held the line on that, and uh, and I mean sales have been pretty good with regards to the turkey products going out the door because everybody likes Dave Smith decoys and, and such yeah. too. So, and the Woodhaven calls are just phenomenal, just phenomenal. The one thing that really surprises me about Woodhaven calls because I'm maybe it's just because I'm an old man and I'm used to I'll take one call or two calls to go out with me. Yep. There are a lot of there are a lot of turkey hunters now that take a lot of different calls out with them into the field. If this is not working, then let's try this one, and you know, let's try a little change up on the tones and see what happens with regards to it. Yeah, like you see, with I'm not a real experienced turkey hunter, but the fellas that I go out with, like it. It's an art, like you're really, re I, I know with geese and ducks, you got to read the birds and know what they're doing. But with turkey, it's on a different level altogether. Like, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of things that happen when you're turkey hunting. I mean, I've, I've had instances where I was sitting there with my back to tree and turkey walked through right beside me. Really? And basically I was looking at his butt all the way up until he finally got to the decoys and turned his head, right? And, uh, and I, I've been busted a few times. Uh, I've kind of gotten away from the idea of putting, putting my uh, back up against a tree and I move more towards blinds now a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I can do about an hour and a half sitting up against a tree. And then after that, uh, that's it. I, I have to move. And it's cost me birds here and there. You hear that little putt, and it's boom. Okay, we're done. I heard, I read somewhere the other day. So they were talking about, you know, um, that very thing, right? Leaning up against a tree, the uh, just a, you know, a, a a low a low lying ground blind, or then these mm -hmm. pop up lines, right? Yeah. And uh, and there was a lot of people going him and han and going back and forth on what they liked and what they thought was the best. But then one gentleman chimed in and said, listen, like, if you're not making a sound and you're not moving, it doesn't matter what you're hiding in. Yeah, I'm they're, they're not going to know. They're, they're not, not going to know. know. Like, if you're, if you're quiet and not moving, you could be in whatever it is, whatever you want that's going to make you comfortable for the longest amount of time. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is just be quiet and not move. Yeah, yeah, that's they, those birds really pick up on the movement. Quick, yeah. or even a little rustling. You move a bit and you snap a small branch or something like that. I mean, uh, their hearing is good. Their yeah. sight is phenomenal. Um, but they couldn't smell a vat of ammonia if they were right beside it pretty well. So at least you don't have to worry about taking a shower when you go out in the morning. Well, then, yeah, because I remember Mark Vitch telling me one time that if if deer had the eyesight of a turkey, that you'd never be able to hunt them yeah. because they'd be it to be just way, way, way too hard to, to try and harvest a deer at the yeah. eyesight of a turkey. Oh, yeah, for sure it would be. And, and I mean, if you're, it, it doesn't matter what kind of hunting that you're doing, if you're doing turkey hunting or deer hunting or, or, uh, or goose and duck hunting, I mean, motion is always a key factor yeah. inside of it. You can be sitting there, you can be sitting there looking looking uh, through the woods and not really seeing anything, but you'll just see, you'll just catch a little glimpse of yeah. movement and it catches your eye and it's drawn to it. And then you, then you can mark your, you know, your turkey or your deer. Yeah. Um, and we all know that motion's critical when you're, when you're duck and goose hunting, because you use those goose flags and there's a reason for that. Yeah. Right. They, they're going to see that motion more at a distance with regards to it. Yeah. So motion's key factor and i can sit in here and be looking in the field across across the way and not really see anything yeah but if something moves i'll catch it then. yeah yeah 100 pat what's your what's your thoughts on so and i'm i'm a little bit in the middle here uh i don't really have a strong opinion on it but you know when we're talking about these um 
these blinds. So these panel blinds now, right? Like I just, I just got two new panel blinds, yeah. these pop-up blinds, the layout blinds and all this stuff, which is, which is all great because when you get to the place that you're going to hunt, you, you grass them in and, and mm -hmm. you all of this stuff, right? Now we spend an exorbitant amount of money on, on these blinds. And then we do all this work to grass them all in and, and to make them look like they belong where they are. Right. And yet we cover ourselves completely in camo and spend another exorbitant amount of money. And then, so I've heard fellas say, well, I don't care what I, what I wear inside. I wear solid col colors on the inside of these. Yeah. Blinds. Um, because if I, if I camouflage up my blind, the way that it should be then then you're then you're pretty well hidden inside of it and, and that is true i mean a lot of times you'll see um you've probably seen pictures on facebook where i'm wearing a dark timber yeah uh because we're using panel blinds and we're yeah. out in the middle of a field and with the blind being camoed up yeah it there it doesn't really make a difference what i'm wearing underneath that's uh, if, if i'm standing in a marsh uh you know not inside of a blind or if i'm just you know tucked up behind a little bit of corn you got one or two rows of corn and sitting there in front of you yep. and you're hunting the edge there then you're going to want some camouflage to bend to be able to blend in yeah now um you just brought up a good thing because like you're i know you're a big fan of sitka's um uh timber pattern and yes. And first light is coming out with what they're calling uh it's the same thing. It's a it's a timber pattern, they're calling it cash. Now I'm of the opinion that the timber and the cash patterns would work way better here in Canada as opposed to the optifade and the uh uh typha pattern, right? Now I, I, I get it if you're if you're standing out in a cornfield then optifade and, and the typha works and, and I, I get yep. it. But I'm talking about if you only have six or seven hundred dollars to outfit yourself in clothing, what are you gonna go with? Are you gonna go with the light colors of optifade and typha or are you gonna go with the timber or the cash? And I I would I would go with the darker colors, but because uh, when you turn around and you have you have the darker colors it'll also enable you to use it more you're not going to use it just for waterfowl you're going to use it on those cold mornings and when you're hunting turkey yeah uh, it, even if you're tucked up against a tree mm -hmm. uh you're going to use it deer hunting you can use it deer hunting sitting up in the stand i don't yeah. recommend i don't really recommend pushing deer using using something that's Gore-Tex right. and poke holes through it. But yeah. if you're sitting up in a stand and you know it's going to be a rainy day, that's, to me, that's great protection. The only thing, the only thing when you run into products like Gore-Tex, they, they do make some noise if you move. So you just got to be careful, especially if you're using the same products for turkey and deer. Yeah. No. Well, and a lot of guys that are, that are deer hunting, uh, sitting up in a stand, uh, most of the time they're bowing using using a crossbow or a, yeah. or a compound right yeah. so with a compound you're going to get a little bit more movement mm -hmm. but with if you're just using a crossbow i mean it's not much if you're sitting there and you got to rest you just got to move it up just a little bit right so so it's i like personally i like the darker colors yeah. and it works well it it's fine for in behind a panel blind um late season Late season, generally, if you're hunting in snow, then I, I like to have some white, yeah, you know, inside inside of the camel pattern at least. Yeah, do it that way there. But all around, if I had to choose one color, I'd use timber. Yeah, I, I, and that's that's sort of kind of like my train of thought too. I think that if if you're if you only have the the ability or the opportunity to have one camel pattern, and let's face it, we all know that that it's that it's expensive gear and and i'm of the opinion you you buy it once you you try and buy the best that you can buy um up front and then you try and make it work for you the best you can right so yeah. i think that that the darker colors are are better 
uh, as well. I think, especially in my area, I think it just I'm it's more suited for my area because I don't I don't hunt a lot of corn anyways. Yeah, and it, and it, if you're if you're hunting cricks and areas like that, and there's a bunch of dogwoods in it, the darker patterns are gonna blend you right in. Yeah. So, so, so now, Pat, like you've been, man, like. Uh, you know, I've known you for, I don't know, it seems like I've known you for eight, 10 years. And you, well, yeah, I think we met around 2013, 14, somewhere in there. Somewhere around there. And you've always been like, you've been a big Sitka guy right from the beginning. Um, and you've always, like, you've always stocked uh, your shop with a lot of Sitka gear. And I remember first when Sitka come out. And and these premium brands that were you know providing a, an unbelievable product, but you know come with a with a heavy price tag. And I mm. remember way back then, like people were like, "Man, like that's crazy! You're paying that kind of money for pants and and a jacket and and stuff like that." But now it seems like it's the norm. Like yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, there's still nothing wrong with it. If you're in a situation where you don't have a lot of cash, um, you know, and, and, a, and a lot of people are in that now. I mean, you turn around, you go fill up your truck and get groceries, there's $500 gone. Right. There's nothing wrong with just using, you know, the grandfathers used to hunt with just something brown. Yeah. And the big secret was do not move. Do not move if oh, and, and your and your cover. If you're duck hunting and goose hunting, the number one thing is your cover up and behind there. But the other thing, Pat, is that I think, you know, where now we're we're a society where everything we we have instant information and instant everything mm -hmm. now, right? So if if you're looking at me and looking at you and looking at Ryan and Dave and all the guys you know, we're all wearing, um, high-end gear, Yeah, but we're all in our, uh, you know, uh, mid forties and, and beyond. We weren't wearing high-end gear when we were <laughs> 14 years old or, or no. 20 years old. Right. No, so, we were getting wet and cold. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? I think, I think some people need the, the, you, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Uh, you just got to get out as long as yeah. you're out and, and you'll, you'll, you know, Ryan talks about going out when he was a kid and putting, you know, the plastic bags in his rubber boots. So it was, yeah. you know, had leaky rubber boots and plastic bags and everybody went out dressed like the stay puff marshmallow man, just to try and stay warm. It, it's, it's when we got older and, and we were able to sneak a few dollars away from the wife here and there that you could save up and, and, and buy yourself something. Right. So I guess the, the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, we talk about um, this gear and we talk about first light, we talk about Sitka and all these brands. Um, but I know I wasn't always wearing them. I, I was oh. wearing canvas jackets and, and, you know, a pair of uh, sweatpants underneath underneath uh, and, and even nowadays if you're if it's a case where you're starting up and uh, your main focus right now is really your outer layer if yeah. you can if you can get anything that's going to keep you dry yeah. on the, on the outer layer then yeah. then you can layer up whatever you want underneath of it i mean we've all got you know fleece fleece kicking around we've got vests kicking around it doesn't matter so much there, but number one, number one thing when you're starting with your clothing is uh, you got to get that outer layer because when you're duck hunting and goose hunting, you're yeah. in some pretty crappy conditions. Yeah. And right. you, you've got to be able to adapt to what, what you're into, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we did, we did one hunt last year, Chris and I went out to, uh, to a field hunt. And I mean, that morning started out as, plus i think it was plus seven and raining yeah and it finished up at minus 23 two hours later wow yeah That's yeah a, that was just before christmas when we had that bad storm and we were sitting in the middle of field <laughs> doing doing a little bit of duck hunting and i and i mean if it wasn't for the outer layers we would have been done a lot quicker yeah well and that hey that's a that's a good point too because you know if if you're wearing that and again, I don't want to. I don't want to put so much 
attention on on the quality gear. Uh, but if you dress properly, yes, that's the best way to put it. If you dress properly, and it doesn't have to be a six hundred dollar jacket, if you're layering and and you're just doing it the right way, you're extending your hunts every day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There and there's no way that if we weren't. Uh... If we weren't sitting there and that kind of, and I mean, we're both older guys in our fifties yep. and sixties, right? So yep. it's, it's, it's a case of if we weren't sitting there wearing completely waterproof outer clothing yep. and, and layered up underneath, we wouldn't have yeah, we wouldn't you wouldn't lasted very long at all. No, no, good point. Good point. I wanted to, uh, I sort of kind of touched on it first when we started the show, Pat, when I said that, uh, we hadn't seen each other since uh, we had done the Toronto Sportsman Show. So um, obviously, we done a we done an episode right after the Toronto Sportsman Show <clears throat> where we bragged about it all kinds, and we spent too much time talking about it. But you know, for you, and and you can say whatever you want because it, it, you're really not going to hurt my feelings or anything. But for you, you came into the sh- you came up to the show to visit to take it all in to have a look and and see what it was all about have after not seeing it for a couple years you know what was your what was your thoughts of the toronto sportsman show and then the area that we had uh the refuge actually i i thought it was a great idea to put put a focus on just waterfowl in one specific area with regards to it so I mean, kudos to you for pulling that together with regards to it. It was, it was really good. And it was nice. You had the guys from Delta and DU there as well. Yeah. Um, the, the show itself, I thought was pretty, pretty good compared to what it had been in previous years. It was nice to see the dogs back again. That was a big thing. Yeah. I always liked going to, going to watch retriever trials and such on there. So it was nice to see the dogs back working again. And it was nice to be able to basically go to one area to kind of focus on what you're, what you're, uh, we're looking for. Yeah. And and I thought it was well put together. I really, I did. I thought when, when we came back and we just said, well, that's actually a really good show. Yeah. And, and you guys had mentioned that the attendance was really good as well. So the attendance was, was out of control. I, I can't remember what the percentage was, but uh, the numbers I seen, um, was about uh, was about forty thousand people that had come through uh, the doors that weekend. Um, one gentleman, uh, we don't know who it was, um, but there was one vendor. I, I have an idea who it was, but there was one vendor that that is that has been said to have uh, you know seventy five thousand dollars worth of sales each day. Here. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me based on the people that were there. It did seem like it did seem like it was a case where not as much on um, you know tire kickers. People were interested in looking for products. Yeah, I know. While my grandson around, we spent a bit of money on fishing tackle. You <laughs> uh, that kid get that kid cracked me up. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But again, right? Like uh, I think I think the time was right um people were looking to get out and and i think the the previous people that were running the toronto sportsman show i think they they sort of kind of lost their way a little bit on on what they had for vendors and who they were filling the filling the spots with and now now this new company has come in and take o- taken over i think they've put the focus back on to hey listen let let's let's make this back to what it was and then you know you you talk about the dogs. It, it's awesome because we seen the dogs, and now I just seen the other day a post um, that you guys are now a sponsor for the hunter retrieval trials. Yeah, we we started that last year actually. Okay. We that, yeah, we started that last year. Um, so we and and it's a natural progression for us. Uh, originally when we first started the business we we dabbled a bit in in dog products but now we've got quite a few different types of dog products i mean we're carrying carrying the bumpers carrying uh, a lot of the momarsh products yeah. and, and the e-collars and it was only just a natural progression for us to build a relationship with the retriever clubs 
yeah ab absolutely and i think i think um the way that the show had set that up with with all the chairs there and and i only got down there a couple times but every time i got down there there was a lot of people that wanted to watch dogs and and really interested and and they did it the right way because there was at one point someone told me that they let the kids come in and they had the kids you know running the dogs and and picking up mercs and stuff like that right so anytime that you anytime that you engage the children um and they walk away with a good time well then you know the parents are coming back again yeah and dogs and kids just kind of go together <laughs> they really do but and, it's, it, and it's nice with the labs. I, I, I mean, we've we've had labs for years. Yeah. And and I see it with uh, little Joel coming around, especially with Merle. Yeah. Uh, he can do anything to that dog, and that dog just okay. If it's that bad, he's just going to go and move. Yeah. But but generally, if he wants to pull on that dog's ear, he's going to stand there and take it and wag his tail the whole time, right? So, it's uh, it, it's. To me, they're one of the best all-round dogs. Yeah. And it's really, it, anytime you can sit there and watch them, I mean, we hunt we hunt for meat. So yeah. we, we're not on the strict, we're, we're not as strict with, uh, with regards to, you know, our dog has to be able to do this and do this and do this. And it's, it's amazing what the labs can do when they are fully trained. Oh yeah. And, and, the, and the control that uh that the owners have over them and you see that in the trials with regards to it yeah and not only in the trials though pat like you're hanging out like you you spend a lot of time with with chris bales oh yeah yeah and chris is a phenomenal dog trainer um you know and chris does a lot chris does a lot of judging now too he does he does um, yeah and also uh you see it you see it um all around like as you're traveling around and and you you see and you hear what people are doing but then you get to witness it firsthand with your own dogs and then you know when you see what what chris is doing and, and the things that you know that that his dog i forget his dog's name now but cal cal is a, i've hunted with cal quite a bit because cal, cal actually cal was going to be the stud for my dog um, but she just, she didn't come in the heat and in time or anything, but, but Cal was going to be the stud for, for my dog. For a yeah, little, I, uh, Cal, Cal's an amazing dog to hunt with. Oh, it's yeah. that, and, and it's funny because Chris will show up in the morning and he's got Cal in the truck and, and it must, it, it probably starts the minute that he puts that dog in the truck, but that tail doesn't stop all day. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah. A constant thing all day. And uh, and it's kind of funny with Cal because I mean he's an older dog and 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 if you're sitting there hunting and you miss a shot and it almost seems like Cal's kind of looking at you giving you grief about it. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he is because I think that I, I think they know right like yeah. the, the the thing about them and 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 I'm glad that you brought I love talking about the dogs and and usually it's it's uh when Matt Wilson comes on the show we'll usually do like a half hour easy at talking about dogs but the thing is is that if you uh, if you pay attention to them and and you you sort of kind of got to it when when the dog gets in the truck and his, his tail is going like the dog is just wants to please it oh yeah please and just wants to go to work and do and do what it's you know I I'm of the of the mentality that you know the dog the dog is appreciative of the fact that you give it uh, a warm place to sleep and you feed it every night um and then in return the dog's going to go work for you that's the way i see yeah. it yeah. and i think they realize it i really do i think the dog realizes that that that's the relationship and that's why they're so excited when they get out and and they actually go to work, right? So oh, I know, and it's it's and I mean it's a case around here. If you if you're putting camel on and going out the door, yeah. boy, you get some dirty looks during turkey and deer season. Where it's kind of like, why am I not going with you? <laughs> uh, we got a little bit sidetracked there, Pat, but I did want to because I know there's people that are wondering because they've asked me, they personally asked me, and and I wanted to to put it to you so that you can you can uh say it but 
will we see the Canadian will we see Canadian waterfowl supplies in the refuge next year at the Toronto Sportsman Show? Yeah, I think it's a pretty safe bet that we'll be there next year. And you twisted my arm pretty hard. <laughs> I mean, and, and really for us going up this year to take a look at it, it was just really, okay, well, let's see what's going on with it now. Because, I mean, years ago, when uh, the, with the folks that were previously running it, at times you'd walk in and you'd think, there's not really that much here for the outdoors. Yeah. It's, you know, you've got, you've got people selling T-shirts and jewelry and odds and sods. And it was nice to see the focus go back to the outdoors. And there was a lot of stuff there with kids. I mean, there was an awful lot of smiles around that trout pond when the little ones were pulling in a fish, right? Absolutely. And, and that's what I mean. Like, if you can keep the, if you can bring your, if you can bring kids to an event like that and they're engaged and they're happy, well, the parents are going to come back, right? And yes. and, and that, and that's just, you know, that's not rocket appliances or nothing like that. That's just that's just the way it is. If you can keep the kids engaged and keep them happy, and a, and it's a day where they're not losing their mind, well, it, it's a good day. I think um, I think a lot of businesses and a lot of business owners um, approached it the same way as you did. In the past, it wasn't the greatest show. Um, they sort of kind of lost their way. And then they came in this year, sort of. Well, let's see what this. Let's see. Let's see if they've made any improvements. And yeah. uh, I think a lot of people were happy with the improvements that they seen. And and now, so for anybody that was at the show this past March, um, you should be excited because I think it's going to be even even better next year. Because I think so too. I think you're going to see a lot more vendors inside there next year. I, I think so too. Because and, I, and people that are specifically focused towards the outdoors, and it's uh, I think that show is only going to get bigger and better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So now, um, so we've got that. So everybody, you can start pinching your pennies and saving up now. <laughs> he's coming, and uh, he's going to be coming with his gear. And Dave and I, Dave and I, aren't even putting a booth in the refuge next year because we're just going to be running. Um, to Pat's trailer and back and just running gear the whole time. So, <laughs> well, we we'll use it as cheap labor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just abuse us. We're used to it. We're used. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, oh, like oh, I was gonna say, there's that other show coming up too. There's that um, Ducks Unlimited Grimsby is putting on that show again, right? Yeah. So that so yeah, you were there last year. Um, right. And and that was the first time that those guys had done that. So Steve Segulik and Marco uh, Cunha and and that that group of volunteers that they have, I think that was a fabulous event last year. The only thing that I didn't like about it, and they've rectified it, was remember how uh, when we sat down to dinner that night, like you. Uh, oh, I was beat. You were beat. Me and my son, we were we were toast. Yeah. Um, They've split it over two different dates now, um, so they're not going to have the dinner on the same day as as the actual uh, Grimsby show. So that'll be good. But again, yeah, good, good, uh, good point in bringing that up. That's another fabulous show, um, and you're and, and that's coming up before season. That's in August too. So yeah, that's I think nineteenth yeah. of August. I think I think yeah. running around there, and you're and you're going to be going and setting up. Yeah, yeah we're going to go to that one too. Um, Obviously, it's going to be really busy here at the time, but uh, we'll we'll see if we can pull a couple of staff and just get everybody down there like last time and yeah. do a bit there and and keep it fairly busy here. So yeah, well, like uh, like Dave and I always say, like we don't uh, we don't really do a, a whole lot anymore when it comes to the booth space and and selling stuff anymore. So. We're uh, we're cheap labor for you, buddy. So uh, all you got to do is is let us know because we're going to be there anyway. So anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate the offer. So it's uh, uh, oh, I forgot to say congrats too. I heard First Light is a sponsor now for your show. Yeah, so that so that's been a, a buddy. We've been waiting a long time to make that. The so First Light and Ducklander calls, uh, as well as Real Geese, who's been, um, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, the original sponsor to the show have been Real Geese, which uh, uh, Craig Mintz is a 
phenomenal uh, human being, which you know, because you know Craig personally, but um, Bobby Hayes from Ducklander Calls, he's joined on with us now and and First Light. Um, so, yeah, it, I don't know, Pat. Like like I said, man, we've known each other for uh, for close on to 10 years now, and it's humbling, really, um, because when, when this started, you know, it, it started because I just wanted to, to get out and hunt some more and meet some new people. Right. right. Now, and now I get these companies that, that I've been following and, and, you know, and, and now they're reaching out to me. So. Uh, and, it, and it's great to be able to talk with people from all over the place. Isn't oh it? yeah. That, that's what, that's one of the big things that we've always enjoyed about uh, doing this is we have great conversations with people all across Canada and the U S well, the thing for the thing for me, and and Dave will agree too if he was here, is that I, I think sometimes you you think um, these these people that own these companies like they're big shots and and you know they may be a little bit full of themselves and and stuff. That is, I have never come across um, since we've been doing this a, a business owner that that has treated us bad like maybe we don't have a relationship but they weren't they weren't jerks to me or they weren't assholes to me that it right. just, it just didn't make sense with regards to their business right but i've never had a, a jerk or, or anybody they've always been good and they've given me a reason on why they it just wouldn't work with us but i love it like we i talked to I talked to Bobby Hayes and and Jeff Coates and Eric Massey and and you and Ryan and then all these guys across Canada. It's it's humbling, really. It really is when, like, when I'm when I'm pounding away on the computer and and Jeff Coates calls me out of the blue just because uh, he's driving. Just to talk, yeah. Just to yeah. talk, yeah. like because he's on the highway and he just wants to have a chat. Like it, it just. It blows it blows me away, really. Yeah, you're pretty easy to talk to, though. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I. Well, you're blushing. <laughs> yeah, see, I can't. I, I love, I love attention, but I don't like it being directed at me because oh, okay. I don't know how to. I don't know how to react. Anyways, we're going to get away from this. I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about new stock that's coming in um, for 2023. Uh, what you're expecting to come in this fall um, and what Canadian waterfowlers can expect to see on the shelves uh, for you. Anything new and exciting? Like um, there, There's a few new products. Um, there's not a lot. I think a lot of companies are still kind of reeling from the, yeah. from the COVID thing. There's there's a few key ones though. Um, both Lucky Duck and Mojo are coming out with different spinners, with oh. a focus on with a focus on black style wings. Okay. Yeah. So both of, both of them have offerings coming up that way there. Uh, Dakota's Dog Blind, which is which is was available last year and uh we we didn't get it with our main shipment we've got those on order to come in this year uh there's some new products coming in from uh, heyday and lifetime uh, we're also doing some changes and increasing the offerings with regards to in the game processing area so there'll be some new products inside there for that and what else have we got that's new Sometimes, sometimes I actually forget because there's so much of it, right? So, but the uh, one product that we're kind of we're kind of excited about, uh, obviously that collapsible dog blind. Yeah, the Dakota one. Uh, if with with that X blind there, I think it's a great tool. The way that it works, that you can lock your dog inside, uh -huh. and it's great, especially for starting to work with young dogs because we all know how dangerous. It is when you're getting dogs that break yeah. and they're running out in front of the guns when the guys are still shooting. And that's always been one of the scary things in regards to field hunting, especially yeah. with a new, with a new pup and starting to work a new dog. Right. Um, generally, generally when you're doing that, I mean, it, normally you got one guy working the dog and he's not shooting, but 
we all we all like to get out there and we all like to shoot birds and it's it's going to make it easier for everybody all the way through well we done uh we done a hunt um last fall we done a camp um and lander like my dog my dog like she's a good dog like uh retrieve right like she'll go all day long but she got into this to this habit of breaking mm-hmm. So ultimately that's what I had to do. I had to put my gun down and I had to, I had to handle her to make sure that she wasn't, you know, wasn't being dangerous or anything like that. Um, so I'm going to be changing the way I operate this year that, you know, it looks as though she's going to be, she's going to be staked down all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because if not, then I'll never get to hunt. I'll have to, constantly have her have her by the collar and, and i'll never get to hunt right so um any of those products so that dakota blind you know like dakota the- blind is is going to be a big one and especially like i said especially for the uh especially for the uh, new guys or guys with new dogs yeah that are taking them out and working them and i mean we've all we've all run into the situation where we got dogs especially the first of the year and they're they're as excited as we are, and it's it's hard to hold them back in. Yeah, well, and and I mean, I've even seen dogs that are dogs that are you know trained for trials, and they'll break. Oh yeah, they're going to take it hard on the e collar, and they're going to learn the lesson. But but it is dangerous, and it's nice to have another way to yeah. do it instead of uh, instead of having to stand there and hold dog. I mean, like Merle, Merle's at eighty five pounds of muscle, right? So. Yeah. If it's and if you take him out hunting right off of the bat in the air, he's gonna want to break too. That's right. And if you're trying to hold that boy, he'll be dragging you through the water. So so yeah. that one's pretty exciting. Um Quack Attack, who's been on the show, we're gonna have some some products from them this year too. Oh, so we're, yeah, we're looking forward to that. It was nice they sent us up some samples. We tried them. Yeah. Uh got to try them during the late season goose hunt too. So Good, eh? we'll, we'll be bringing up some of their products. We had a couple other um, frying pans into the fire that didn't pan out this year. Mm-hmm. We're still hoping that they'll pan out for next year, anyways, and we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. There, um, Echo Calls new for us this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we've started bringing their products in. The first, the first shipment's actually already here too. Oh, good. Um, the Woodhaven, the Woodhaven turkey calls this year. There was there was a lot of new diaphragm calls. Uh, there was some of the hunting public products. Have you yeah. watched any of those videos? I have. I have watched some of their videos. They they do they do a great job. They really really do on on their YouTube channel. They do. Oh, they do. Yeah, I I, I sat down there uh, a few days ago and I watched one, and then it was okay. Then I watched two. Then I watched three. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a slippery slope once you once you start. Once watching. you start, once you start, that turkey hunting's a little addictive. And and we were talking about turkey hunting before, and and you notice where a lot of the times with them, it, they'll be sitting with their butts basically parked against a tree just don't move with regards to it right whereas well you know we're in this we're in the situation now where we got the grandkids starting to come out too so we like to be in the blinds that way you know the kids can move around a little bit it's a lot better hunt that way there but and with and with age as i mentioned i just can't sit with my back against the tree that long anymore well, buddy, I'm going to tell you. In the army, we used to have a we used to have a uh, we used to have a saying that there was a fine line between being hardcore and being stupid. Yeah. And, and you know what? Anybody can be uncomfortable. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, it's hard to stay. It's hard to stay still when you're uncomfortable. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, you know. Ask bitch and and bro. We went uh, turkey hunting up in the Ottawa Valley one time, and I must have down like four or five coffees before we got to the field and of course i got a bladder the size of a pea and, yeah. and they were losing their mind at me because every five minutes i was like boys i got i gotta use the bathroom and they were like yeah. dude like the birds are on the way and as soon as you moved that was it for the birds in that area right I like, i'll be i'll be quiet i'll be quiet they were like be quiet enough you can't not like unless you're just gonna go in your pants um you know they're gonna see you. Uh, they were, they were not impressed with me. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, and, and and really, as for some of the other products, I mean, like I said, we 
we're always on the lookout for it. Uh -huh. We spend a fair amount of time, even on social media and such, snooping around to see what's coming from here, what's yeah. coming from there. There's a possibilities of a few other ones still yet, yeah. but they're not they're not put down put down on paper yet. So right. gotta wait and see what happens with regards to it. Uh we think that the supplies from the vendors themselves are gonna be a lot better this year. Yeah, because last year I remember talking to you and like you were getting it in in like dribs and drabs, like two and dribs and drabs. Yeah, so some were really good. Um, others didn't do that great of a job with regards to it. Yeah, uh, and we're expecting that it should be better this year. It's, I mean, a lot of this stuff we don't have to worry about putting chips in it, but it's always it always seems to be an issue with coming from overseas. Seems to be a problem. The uh, the U.S. suppliers, like you know, like real geese, they yeah. never they never slowed down at all. And the nice part with them is they weren't they weren't affected by price increases. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of the products that come from overseas had some pretty hefty price increases last year. Um, there's there's some that are coming down the pipes this year. Like Beaver Tail had some price increases this year. Okay, but I I mean. You can't really fault them too much for that because they hadn't had a price increase with us for like two years. Oh, really? Yeah, during the bad stuff of COVID, we never really got much of a, we got a little bit of a price increase, but nothing too serious. And I think this year was the catch-up year. So unfortunately with their products, you're going to see the pricing going up on that. Uh, a lot of the other ones, though, it should pretty well toe the line. Oh, that's the, good. That's yeah, which is which is really good. The Canada US dollar is obviously a big impact. Yeah. Uh, and that's why most of the pricing that you see on the website right now is still 2022. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to change change it until the new stuff comes in. Okay. Uh, really because we were watching that Canada US dollar thing. I don't want to price it at a dollar 40. Yeah, yeah. Which is what it was for a while there. And then turn around and it drops down to you know a buck thirty five, buck thirty. We're hoping for a buck thirty, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like we we were getting a little bit of momentum there about a month ago. Uh, yeah, and things were starting to. I was like, oh, oh, oh this could be interesting, but it, it stalled just as fast as it as it looked like we got some momentum. It, it stalled there right again so yeah uh, and, and, there, and there was a little bit of gain in the in the canadian dollar to u.s dollars so that that's obviously going to help a little bit too but i mean we were in a situation earlier this year uh, people asking me for quotes for products that they wanted in july and it's just i can't price this for yeah. you right now yeah you know and and you know what we we appreciate your business to think i can give you a quote right now and i can bring that stuff in for you yeah but with the Canada US dollar being what it was at the time, I mean, it's just for it. So it's, it's, it, it's, a, it, it's a tough game with playing the, the transact, the, the currency transaction. But as far as the suppliers, they've, they've been pretty good with regards to, to holding the lines. But that's a, a I never, I, I guess I, I thought about it, but I never put a ton of thought into it. So you, you know, you're talking about here now. So we're into the spring. So these big outfitters and and people that are out there, right? Like now is the time where they're starting to look at. Yeah. I got. I've got to. I've got to do new gear. I need all new decoys. I need this and I need that. Um, and and they're starting to reach out to to you and say, hey, listen, I need I need twenty dozen full bodies. Um, what am I going to get for a price? That's got to be what, well, and you just said it, but that's, 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 that's really, you can't with, with everything being in such fluctuation right now, it's, you can't really price it. That dollar could go to a buck 45. We don't know. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's, it's a tough game to play, but right now we're just kind of holding the line, fingers crossed that it's going to slowly come down a little bit. Well, and and I guess at the end of the day, Pat, that's really all you can do, right? Like, with it's it's nice with us because we can actually. It's not a case where I have to do it in January or February. We can adjust the pricing accordingly when it comes in. I mean, if we get a better deal on it and the dollar's better, well, then yeah. our customers are going to get a better price on it. That's right. 
Yeah. So we don't have to set it early in the year and say, okay, this is what it's going to be for the year. Cause I'm sure companies that were having to do that, were probably quoting and figuring on exchange running out of buck 40. Wow. You know, and it's, and, and even looking at financial projections from the banks, everybody's, it could be this, it could be that, it could be this by the third quarter, fourth quarter, you don't no know. No one's going to hang their hat on, on anything no. these days. No. No, and 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 I mean, with with inflation being what it is, and 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 the issues that every country is suffering from right now, um, it's tough to judge how much consumer demand there will be on certain products. Well, you know, like I I'm thinking, like I I hear you when you say that, um, and and I would think the exact same thing, but yet I go to the Toronto Sportsman Show, and you see people spending money. And yeah. I see people spending money and like, and good for them um, that they were spending big money. Cause like I seen, I seen the, the dudes that were selling the, the ATVs, like they were selling ATV, um, the rack stacker guy, what's his name? I forget his name. Um, anyways. It should um, come to me. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we hang up, it'll, it'll go Steve, yeah, Steve, Steve, Steve El- uh, Elmy. Yeah. Um, I talked to Steve. Like he had those those deer stand things there. Like he was selling those things, and yeah. they weren't, they weren't cheap. Now he he was given a, a fairly good deal, uh, a fairly good show deal on mm-hmm. them. Um, but they were still expensive. He was moving. Oh, yeah. ETVs were moving. You know, um, that overland that overland camping. You know that those fellows that go camping in their jeeps and and the terrain doesn't matter. Like. People were spending money, man. Like, and yeah. it's good. It's good to see people that are that are spending their money. I, 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 and I think that's a generational thing. I think that the people now, young people that are in their twenties and thirties, I think they're more adapt to to spending their money as opposed to people like us, who, who. Yeah, because and I mean, a lot of us remember back to back to when how bad it was in the late 80s early 90s right yeah when your house when your house interest rate was 27 percent, right yeah yeah we got our i remember because we got our first mortgage it was 11 percent, and at the time that was a great rate (laughs) but i can remember my parents having to renew getting caught in between and they had to renew once at 18 yeah yeah Yeah. so you know like i i i look at it I think the same way as you, but then when I see some of the things that I see, I'm like, well, you know what? The the way I look at it now is that if someone wants to go hunt, they're going to go hunt. Yes. Yeah. They're going to go and they're going to buy what they need to buy. Um, So if they, after, after serious about going out, they're, they're going to go and they're going to buy what they need to buy in order to do it. Um, The the people that are going to shy away from it are the ones that, you know what? it's not the end of the world if I don't get out 20 days this year. And yeah, and there's, there's always guys that want to change up their gear. Yeah. Uh, we've seen in the last, in the last couple of years though, I mean, even if you're looking on some of the marketplace things, the, the prices of used gear have gone through the roof too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was really surprised by looking at it thinking those are really old decoys. And, <laughs> and I know how much they cost back then. And I know I, I look at it. actually now. So now uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's been a bunch of scams, right? Like people selling panel blinds and decoys and, and stuff like this. I don't know what to believe anymore because there's so many prices that's thrown around now that, I, I'll see something on on uh, Facebook Marketplace or something for sale, and I'm just like, I don't know. That seems too good. It seems too good to be true that it's at that price. And I and I'll usually stand back and I'll like put a notification that I'm following it or whatever. Yeah. And, and then somebody somebody will go get out of here. You're trying to scam us or or something like that because. Yeah. Well, and and that's one thing that we noticed a big uptick on during the COVID period was the scams. Oh yeah, how many the amount of emails and scams that uh, and scam telephone calls, and it's just it just seems like it's tripled since COVID. Oh yeah, and and I tell you, they're smart because I got taken for uh, for about four hundred bucks on a on a video game console (laughs) for my son, and I and I 
try to I'd like to think that you know that stuff don't get pulled over on me but these guys they they were good enough that yeah. at, that I it passed the initial test for me and I sent them 400 bucks for a for for a PlayStation and I never and it, it never showed up never showed up so yeah. you know they're getting they're getting pretty creative um even the emails that come in a lot of times I've got to double check I look at them and I go is that one real or not? <laughs> you know, and you can go back and do your homework on it, and then you go, no, fake scam. Absolutely. But, but yeah, they are getting far more creative with regards to it, and and uh, doing better that way, I yeah. guess for them. But um, yeah, unfortunately, it's hitting consumers pretty bad. It is. Um, I think we've uh, we've pretty much got up to our hour, uh, Pat. So that was pretty. Oh, cool. That, that's what happens, right? We start babbling about this, babbling about yeah, that. Pretty good because uh, it was just the two of us, and we were like, "Oh, are we going to be able to get through this?" Just the two of us. But you like to talk, I like to talk, and uh, we we can manage to do it. We can manage to get through an hour. Um, an hour goes pretty fast. I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to August. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you again down in uh, down in Grimsby. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be another great event. Um, hopefully it's not as hot this time as what it was the last time. Well, it's August in Southern Ontario. There's not much you can do about that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but hopefully we won't be, uh, we won't be as, as, as beat up as what we were the last time. Cause that was, uh, that was harsh. That was a harsh weekend. Um, and, and, uh, and the pops in, in the evening didn't help none either. <laughs> they always dry out for the morning after, right? So I understand how you drink so much in the evening and you're so thirsty the next day. It just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say what it's gonna be this I mean spring still seems like it's really slow coming, eh? Well last I don't know what did you guys get hit with that really hot weather last week? Last week it was gorgeous. It was amazing. I came I came from Florida so we were in Florida where it was, it was stupid down when we were in Florida. Cause we're usually in Florida two weeks um, earlier, but we didn't this year because of the Toronto sportsman show. So we right. went two weeks later this year, we got down there and the heat was just stupid in Florida. And then I was like, Oh, it'd be nice to get back to, to Ontario now where, you know, it's, it's sort of kind of seasonal. We come back and it was like 28 degrees when we were back. Oh, I know. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. And now we turned around like it snowed yesterday morning here. Yeah, Nothing yeah. that was going to stick on the ground, but just enough to to aggravate you. Enough enough that when you wake up in the morning, you see it snowing, you want to cover your head back up and, and not get out of bed. That That's the way I feel about it anyways. Yeah. Pat, buddy, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I, real, I really am excited that that you came on that first time and then you you're on again now. And, and I know that this is going to be a continuing thing. Um, can't wait to have you back on again. Um, I am going to, I am going to let this slip out and Dave's probably going to get mad at me, but he's not here. So, um, and he lives in Concord and I live in Kingston. So all he can do is yell at me over the phone. Um, and I really can't do anything else. Um, about it but we are now uh starting to plan our trips um for the 2023 season so our hunt camp so um we are looking at coming back down to your neck of the woods this year uh Pat. Oh, good stuff. yeah we're looking at coming back down to uh long point um going into the into the delta waterfowl um you know that that area that they yeah have. that that's a nice nice setup they've got down there right it's an amazing facility we've used it before um it was a couple years ago so uh we'll be looking to going back down there and hosting getting some getting some fellas in um and don't worry ladies we've thought about getting something geared up for you too so um yeah, so our, our planning is is on is underway with regards to our camps, and uh, you know what? I'm my goal this year is to get you and Balesy to uh, to come join us in Long Point. So, oh yeah, that'd be fun. That'd yeah. be fun. Um, that was our hour, Pat, buddy. Um, thanks so much for coming on. I'll give you the last word. It was it, it was great to be here. It was nice to nice to talk with you again, and uh, looking forward to everything we got upcoming. It should be a pretty exciting year. Uh, it is going to be an exciting year. Thanks for, you know what? And I got to tell you, thanks for always being um, a voice that I can um, bounce stuff off and, and say, hey, listen, I want to do this. 
is uh, you never sugarcoat nothing. You, you tell me how it is. Um, if you can do it, you do it. If you can't, you can't. And, and you don't know how much I appreciate it, buddy. I really do. I'm I'm always happy to throw my two cents worth in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's part that's, of the thing about being a waterfowler, right? It carries through to everything. You want to talk? Best, sure, I'll talk. <laughs> that's the best response I could have got. I could have asked for. Um, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thanks again for coming on. Can't wait to have you on the show again. But uh, in the meantime, we'll be seeing you. Uh, we'll be seeing you here again real soon. So. Uh, big love, everybody. Pat Hendricks, Canadian Waterfowl Supplies. Please go check them out. They are the Canadian Waterfowl Authority. I, I, I'm changing up supplies and authority. So you want anything in Canada, that's who you go. I know you're going coast to coast to coast, Pat. You ship everywhere in Canada. Um, so no excuse, everybody. Support Canadian. Support local business. And... Uh, can't wait to see you again, buddy. Big love. Yeah, good stuff. You take care. Yeah, you too.